0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. I always enjoy bringing you the latest. This is The Scoop. It's The Scoop with Darren dookie Wolfson from 5 Eyewitness News. And away we go. Late on this Monday night, the 29th of June, the year is 2020. This is Scoop Podcast episode... Three I'll empty out my figurative notebook, then I'll get to conversations I've had recently with a couple Twins players, NBA draft prospect Daniel Oturu, a player Richard Petino once badly that's based here in St. Paul, Trey Holloman of Creighton-Darham Hall, and I can also replay a recent conversation I had with former Gophers pitcher, the pride of Minnetonka High School, Sam Thorson, who recently signed a contract, a free agent contract, with the Chicago Cubs notes-wise, in no particular order, the Wolves have volunteered to host an eight-team gathering later this summer. So of the Hawks, so of the Pistons, there's been talk of maybe something like that happening in Las Vegas. There's also been talk of that there's no chance that anything like this will take place. Gerson Rosas of the Wolves, other general managers, gather weekly for a Zoom chat. So I know the Wolves have volunteered To host, the Wolves would love to have some game action later this summer in August or maybe early September, but others involved, I'll say this much, two non-Wolves officials told me they are pessimistic that anything will take place, even though a number of the teams, not all, the Knicks have some reluctance, but a number of the teams, the eight teams that are not going to Orlando, the Orlando so-called bubble, although I'm not quite sure it's much of a bubble when all the Disney employees can come and go. But anyway, the A-teams that are not going to Orlando, yeah, a lot of them do want to gather at some point to get some meaningful games, or at least somewhat meaningful games in the summer. I mean, a lot of free agents would likely bow out, but just to have some game action so they don't go from March 11th until early to mid-December, opening day of next season, opening night of next season, you know, a lot of these eight teams that, that are not going to Orlando just have no interest in going that long without some sort of competitive action. So a lot of these teams would like to gather. The Wolves are in favor of gathering. But again, there is some pessimism behind the scenes. Nonetheless, a number of Wolves are in the gym getting work in. I was in the gym actually on Friday at gym in Eden Prairie with Jake Layman of the Wolves. He looks really good. He's doing well. He came back at the end of the regular season after missing 40-plus games with that toe injury. But yeah, he was doing great outside of taking a lot of mid-range jump shots. I texted with the Wolves officially, said, hey, tell Jake to stop taking all those mid-range jump shots. But he looked to be in phenomenal shape. Nate Walters, the pride of St. Cloud. He's had runs in the NBA with the Milwaukee Bucks, the New Orleans Pelicans, the Utah Jazz the last few years. He's played overseas, most recently from Akabi Tel Aviv. In Israel, he's a free agent. He likely will land with a really good Euro team in Greece in the near future. Anyway, he was also in the gym on Friday with Jake Lehman with some others. Walters looks phenomenal. He is 29 years old. Maybe he'll get another chance eventually to play in the NBA. On Gophers men's basketball, I hear they remain optimistic that both Booth Gotch and Liam Robbins, the two transfers, will be granted immediate eligibility. On the Vikings, I'm told things will pick up after the 4th of July. There is optimism. It remains that a Dalvin Cook deal will get done before the Vikings open camp on July 28th. Rookies can come in a little bit earlier. The deadline to extend Anthony Harris is July 15th. Like with Dalvin, I'm told talks will pick up after the 4th. Somebody right in the belly of the beast said that Rob Brzezinski of the Vikings and the Vikings front office as a whole really doesn't make their best offer You know, when it comes to a hard deadline until like a couple days beforehand, maybe three or four days. So you have that hard deadline of July 15th. Look for the Vikings to make Anthony Harris a new offer, maybe like in that July 10th, July 11th range. I've gotten a lot of questions on Twitter about Desmond King, the Chargers defensive back, the former Iowa Hawkeye, field Yates of ESPN wrote something, he opined, hey, would it make some sense for the Vikings to trade Riley Reef to the Chargers and get King? Also, Jaleel Johnson, a former teammate of Kings with the Hawkeyes, tweeted something very cryptic the other day you know, raising some eyebrows. I'll say this much. There was actually some chatter before the draft of the Vikings talking to the Chargers about Desmond King. Do I think the Vikings have interest in Desmond King? I do. Do I think Ezra Cleveland is eventually the Vikings starting left tackle? I do. But at this point, do I think the Vikings are ready to open the 2020 season with Riley Reef in Los Angeles? I'm not quite sure I'm ready to go there, but if the Chargers are willing to accept a draft pick, yeah, maybe I could see something taking place. Whether it's King or someone else, there's really no movement as of now after checking earlier today, but I can eventually see the Vikings adding some veteran defensive back. On Major League Baseball, it was nice to see the pride of Bloomington Jake Irvin among the national 60-man roster. It was also nice to see Sam Hentges, Moundsview High School star back in the day. It was nice to see him part of the Indians. 60-man roster. Max Meyer, Woodbury High School, former Gopher. He is part of the Marlins' 60-man roster. I saw Irvin pitch on Friday at Minnetonka High School. He was hitting 96-97 on the radar gun. His slider had good bite. He threw. I saw Dalton Sawyer, the former Gopher. He's in the A-system throw. I saw Sam Thorson, now in the Cubs system, throw the former gopher. I saw Jake Stevenson throw the former gopher. He's now in the red system. I also saw Tom Wendell, Osseo High School former gopher. He's now in the Red Sox system. All those guys threw on Friday. They all looked good. You know who else also looked good when I was there on Friday afternoon? It was Sam Hunt. He went to St. Louis Park High School transferred to IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. He is entering his senior year in high school. How about this for a kid that is still in high school? He was catching Irvin. He was catching all these former Gophers. Like, if he was playing games right now, I'm not quite sure he would get the experience that he's getting, getting in the batter's box against these guys. He's a catcher, so being able to catch these guys, learning from these guys, leaning on them for all sorts of advice, for tips. I mean, what a summer for Sam Hunt. He has a chance to be a very high draft pick next June in the Major League Baseball Amateur Draft. If he's not a real high pick, he is a commitment to Vanderbilt. That is the number one college baseball program in the country. That's how good the former St. Louis Park High School star is. Remember that name, Sam Hunt. A number of twins are already in town or are en route driving here. Like, I know Alex Kirilov left Florida the other day. I guess it would have been on Sunday morning, so he should be here. Like, well, by the time you're listening to this, maybe he's already here. The Twins will conduct many more COVID-19 tests tomorrow and Wednesday at Target Field. The plan is either Friday or Saturday for the first full-team workout. I say full-team, but they're going to stagger some times on some stuff. But I do think, at least initially, Rocco Baldelli wants to address all the guys, so they'll just do some social distancing so Baldelli can do that. The plan, it's fluid based on when guys get here. Based on test results, but the plan is either Friday or Saturday. Friday the 3rd or Saturday the 4th. Byron Buxton's wife is due this week. If she doesn't give birth early this week, she'll be induced on Thursday. After the birth of Byron's second child, he'll then fly up here. So Byron likely flying in either Friday or Saturday. Point is, Byron shouldn't miss too much of camp. Plus, he's been staying in shape. He's been getting a lot of hacks in down in Georgia. So it's not like Byron needs three full weeks to ramp up. On the COVID 19 front, I hear a Minnesota United player has tested positive. An unnamed player for right now. There isn't a whole lot of cause for concern. The unnamed player quarantining. He'll have to go a certain amount of time with consecutive negative tests. But yeah, I mean, it was inevitable, right? I mean, all these teams are going to experience positive tests. I was on a Zoom call earlier today with Rocco Baldelli and he said, "Hey, we know that we will have more positive tests in our organization. It's just a matter of how we navigate those tests and you know, they want to prevent, you know, just widespread outbreaks, but they know positive tests will come." The University of Minnesota Athletic Department, the Gophers, will release their positive test results either tomorrow or Wednesday. All right, let's now get to a handful of conversations I've had in recent days. Let me start with Tyler Duffy, Twins reliever. I started by asking him just what's his overall excitement level now that we have a semblance of a season. You know you'll have 60 games over 66 days. You know you need to be here this week for summer training, spring training, 2.0 training camp. So I just started with Tyler by asking him that very question.
1: It's exciting to finally, you know, it's it's been this crazy roller coaster. You know, there's a lot of things that go into a baseball season. Everybody knows that. And so, you know, things need to be right for everybody. Um, you know, it just took longer than we probably would have liked. But, you know, we're here, we're playing baseball, and you know, I don't think anybody's going to be complaining once we get out in that grass and start running around a little bit.
0: <laughs> On the longer-than-you-would-have-liked part, what was the dialogue like with, with your good buddy, Taylor Rogers? You know, play uh, rep uh, that. that you know was leading the charge and everything with you guys
1: yeah it's it's been tough because the problem is things happen fairly quickly um you know we're all kind of doing the same thing right now a lot of a whole lot of nothing you know other than working out and staying ready and so i think those phone calls happened quickly you know nothing was in person so there's a lot of telephone um you know information the sources you're getting information from are very they're all over the place and so it, it was hard to know the whole time what really was happening what wasn't happening you know what are the real truths and so it's nice to have something solid to to look at and read and and kind of get a, an understanding of what you know baseball is going to look like because it's going to be strange you know with the, the health and safety protocols um, you know on top of playing games without fans and things like that so it's a uh, it'll be different but i think it's gonna be a welcome sight for a lot of people um you know around our country and you know baseball fans all over the
0: world on the health and safety protocols front what what sort of concerns do you have, if any? Um, you know, it's—I
1: don't know what you know. Who all has had it? Obviously, you know who may get it while we're playing. Um, you know, there, there—the thing spreads like wildfire. We know that. Um, so it's just containing. You know, if someone does get it, what that's going to look like. Um, I think that's anybody's concern at this point. You know, I, obviously, we're not planning on get it. I think everybody's going to be responsible. Um, we're not going to be running around town doing anything like that. Like, we're we're here to play baseball. Um, you know, that's what we've been wanting to do for the past three months, whatever it's been since we got sent home. Um, you know, so I think guys are going to keep, you know, that that mindset and and keep working towards, a, you know, the goal and, and have a good season, have a good year in the minimum time we have.
0: What do you know about how everything will transpire next week? Like, have you talked to anybody with the Twins? Do you know what the plan is?
1: Yeah, so I talked to Wes Johnson actually this morning, he called just to kind of touch base and you know we're I think initially we're going to go in waves and kind of had schedules, um, you know, guys are going to get tested as they show up, um, things like that, you know, to make sure everyone's clear, first of all. And then from there, I think they're going to kind of schedule us out, you know, to get our work in in small groups and as things you know, as obviously once guys get cleared, then you can kind of consider us a whole. Um, you know, I think we're still going to be very careful. I think there's a lot of things in place. I actually just received, there it was like a hundred and something page, uh, you know, if you want to read the whole thing? Um, you know, but there's, it highlights all the points, you know, for the safety. And so that, it's just a lot of, a lot of things will be in place. You know, hopefully it works um, and things can go smoothly at the end of it all.
0: Are you in Texas right now? And if so, is the plane yeah. either fly up here or drive up here?
1: I'm, I'm driving. I, you know, there's, I have no need to get on a plane right now. You know, uh, it's as safe as it may or may not be, um, you know, for me, I'd, I'd rather just get there um, and know that I have no chance of getting anything on the way that prevents me from playing baseball. You know, I think that's, at the end of the day, that's how everybody needs to look at it is, you know, if, if you contract this virus, you're not going to play for, you know, 10 days, two weeks, whatever it is um and, and in this condensed time frame that's a lot of games um that you're gonna have to miss so i think we're gonna have to take that responsibility you know the staff everyone around the field for that matter is gonna have to be very responsible and, and take care of themselves so um you know I, I think it'll be a different look on the field in the locker rooms you know in the bullpen you name it um you know but but at the end of the day baseball is still baseball and so that i think uh you know everyone's looking forward to that
0: Heck, I mean, in that regard, I mean, I think about, I don't know how often you lick your fingers, but many a pitchers lot. do. Yeah, you do. Okay. Like, how yeah. weird is that going to be that you can no longer lick your fingers? Yeah, yeah it's going to
1: be, there's going to be some habits that have to be broken. Um, you know, I i guess we'll get this spring training time to kind of practice. That, that'll be the, you know, something that we will have to work on because it's, you know, it's, I think I saw a wet rag as a potential thing, you know, have in your pocket or something, which I'm sure that will people will have a field day with whatever ends up on the wet rag. And, you know, it's just, like I said, ba- it's going to look a little different. But for those who have been sitting and waiting and waiting for baseball, like it's back. And so that's at the end of the day, that's we all just need to be grateful for that, I think, and, and enjoy you know, being able to be out there and, and doing what we love
0: when are you gonna hop in the car like tomorrow friday get here by what like monday
1: (laughs) yeah so i guess the it's loosely the first is like the day where we gotta get the ball rolling kind of thing so i'll be up there um you know probably the day before a couple days before just to get tested and, and get you know situated with everything you know i'm kind of i honestly need to figure out what you know what day to day to the field you know do i need to bring all my stuff with me is there gonna lockers like i we don't know anything at this point you know we know that we're playing but you know, I don't even know what our schedule—if that's been released yet—for who we're going to be playing. Um, you know, they're they're trying to get this thing done quickly, obviously, and uh, you know, for great reasons. And you know, I'm sure in the next week or so, more information will be coming. You know, by the by the hour. Um, you know, and you know, see what this new the new normal for baseball will look like—at least for the short term future.
0: <laughs> I mean, heck, do you even know where you're going to live? Like, do you have a lease lined up?
1: uh so i talked with uh, raj actually you know he i think he had set up a place so i i made bunk up with him assuming we're both clean when we get there um you know and and try and keep it that way and um you know it's it's gonna be interesting you know I, i have you know my wife and a newborn here at home um so you know she's gonna stay here and wait and see you know what does it look like there um you know is it safe to be there for for her like what is it gonna be like for her as far as can she go out and you know be around other people you know there's there's a lot of questions that still have to be answered ultimately and um, so I'm gonna get up there get my feet settled and, and kind of see what things look like and then hopefully um, you know maybe she could be at least in in the city while we're there playing and um, you know try and mimic something of a normal baseball life.
0: I mean could you imagine though if, if it doesn't make sense for her and your newborn, you yeah. come up, I mean, you could be separated from your newborn for, you know, yeah. three months. Yeah, and that's where,
1: you know, it's one of those, things. it's unfortunate, but it's, you know, things that are have been considered this whole time, trying to get baseball back. Um, you know, it's it's the ultimate give and take game. You know, we've been playing and, and that's one of those things, you know, families, you know, I, I remember initially traveling if a, if a family were to come with you on the road you they would potentially not be able to leave the hotel either so it's like yeah you can come to Chicago but you're gonna stay in the room for the three days that you're there um, you know I don't know how many w- wives want to be responsible for their child in a small room all day together but uh, you know it's there's things like that that are I'm sure will get ironed out and you know obviously as things change in the in regards to the virus I think that'll open things up as well depending on you know, uh, hopefully things can go positively that way and and, and maybe make some strides to where maybe, you know, family can get let into some stadiums, you know, things like that down the road. But, you know, for, for now, like I said, it's baseball uh, as normal as it can be. And, you know, I think guys are, are really excited to get out there and get going.
0: Where are you at in terms of just your arm? How often have you been throwing? And, I mean, okay, yeah. so you start throwing up here July 1st. I mean, you know, undoubtedly, I mean, you feel like you'll be ready to rock and roll come July 23rd?
1: yeah once things kind of got some traction you know obviously the last couple of weeks we've had some hiccups but once it started to look more realistic to play um i think everyone kind of collectively ramped it up a little bit um you know I, like i said i talked to west this morning you know i've been throwing bullpens and things like that um you know obviously having a, a live hitter in there's a little different. so once that time comes um you know that will be that next step and you know for relievers i, I think it won't be as big a deal um, you know, I think I said that initially when we may have spoken, you know, a reliever, you just got to be ready to throw an inning. Uh, you know, we're going to have some extra guys, I think, to start out and slowly, you know, wean those off. But um, the starters, I know, have been working hard. That, that's had to have been tough for them just to stay ready. I don't you know whether they've been throwing 50 pitches, 60 pitches at a time. But, uh, you know, it's, you know, we'll get there. Hopefully, everything goes smoothly. And then you know we can get some baseball going and you know inter squads things like that and then uh, you know play some real baseball games.
0: I'll let you go after this. I mean, from your from your correspondence with your teammates, I mean, is there a sense that everybody is is in, everybody is on board, or I mean, is there any sense that some guys might just say whether it's health and safety concerns, just right, it's not just worth doing this for 60 games? Is there any sense that, that guys might back out?
1: yeah i I haven't heard anything personally i know you know there's probably guys around the league that you know are have some pre-existing conditions or have you know direct family that they're going to be around um you know that may have some issues or uh you know there's there's all sorts of reasons and that's the same with baseball this virus there's hasn't really been a a clear route to follow for anything and so you know everyone's kind of gotten their information whatever way they can and um you know it's just I can't say it enough. It, it's going to be interesting, um, you know, especially getting there and being around people, you know, I've been at home and at my in-laws house, uh, you know, that's about it. And so being in a room full of, you know, 30 people may potentially like, might be a little uneasy the first few times, you know, it's just getting, we're all going to be getting reintroduced into these situations. And, um, you know, I think it'll be a breath of fresh air for us, you know, once we get used to that and, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to getting to Minneapolis and, and, and seeing some familiar faces and, and doing some things that I'm, I'm used to doing and I know how to do.
0: <laughs> and, I mean, heck, I mean, if you do have just about your full complement, Tyler, I mean, like the schedule sets up favorably. I mean, you're going to get to play the right. Tigers ten times, the Royals ten times. You don't have to play the Yankees in the regular season. You don't need to play <laughs> the Astros in the regular right. season. Like, you guys have a legit chance to probably make a serious run here.
1: Yeah. If, if things, if we hit the ground running, you know, you never know what could happen. You know, it's summer, so we won't be in the cold. You know, that won't be a factor, um, you know, for a change, you know, getting to Minneapolis in April every year, it's it's always something you look forward to, (laughs) but, but, uh, you know, it, I think guys, like I said, guys have been working hard to stay ready to, to stay, you know, as ready as they can be for this moment. And I think guys are going to hit the ground running and um, you never know what can happen in in 60 games. You know, that's, it's a, you start out hot, you can kind of ride that out and, and you know, see where we end up.
0: Twins reliever Tyler Duffy. I asked Derek Falvey of the Twins on a Zoom chat on Monday afternoon whether he has been informed by any among their 60-man roster. If any guys don't want to play, he said as of now, everybody is in. He has not been told that anybody is out. Now, across Major League Baseball, we saw on Monday – Ryan Zimmerman of the Nationals is out. Joe Ross of the Nationals is out. Mike Leak, Diamondbacks pitcher, is out. Inevitably, as the week moves on, I'm sure we'll hear a few more names of guys for whatever reason, probably mostly safety-related, but we'll say to their teams, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. I just don't want to play this 60-game season. All right, let's now transition to my chat the other day with twin starting pitcher Randy Dobnak. Randy, after weeks of uncertainty, we finally have definitive news that that you are going to start training camp what next I guess July first, whatever that is next week, middle of next week, and we have opening day set for either july twenty third or twenty fourth I guess just take us through your thoughts now that you know you'll be playing baseball this year
2: yeah I know I mean I know all, all the guys are really excited uh, we've been you know trying to do what we can just stay ready. Uh, coming out of spring training, we were you know, we were probably like a week and a half from breaking camp, so we were all pretty much – all the pitchers were, we were already ramped up, you know, 60, 70-plus pitches. And going into this uh, hiatus, I guess you can call it, we kind of – I don't know if everybody stuck to the plan, but the plan was to kind of just stay with what we had. You know, and for me, I've been throwing live and stuff, um, but I, I think I'm, I'm just really excited to get out there and start competing again in that kind of atmosphere just to, just to get back on a baseball field throwing again.
0: (laughs) How long will it take you to ramp up? Or I guess, like, how often have you faced live hitters? Like, okay, so July 1st, you know, will you be ready to rock and roll? I mean, is the thought that come July 23rd or 24th, you'll be ready to go? Or will it be like a slow ease-in where maybe you and other starters, you know, the expectation shouldn't be six or seven innings. Maybe early on it's like four innings.
2: Uh, I'll definitely be ready um, for at least the last... Four weeks, I, so I've been throwing live every six day, kind of like a six day, six man like a rotation, I guess you can call it. So I've been throwing like a bullpen, and then two days later I'll throw um, live. And I've been throwing to live hitters probably for the last two months or so. Um, and for the last month, I've been throwing like four sets of twenty pitches, which includes you know pregame bullpen, five pitches in between each inning. So you know, I've been a, I've been at eighty plus pitches, you know, for the past month and whatever I throw my bullpens, is about one set of twenty-five, just to kind of tune up some stuff and get ready for the next live outing. And we've had probably eight to twelve guys that have been coming out to hit. We've got about three pitchers. Um, most of them are like local guys in college and high school and stuff. So it's been pretty cool for them. Especially, it's been pretty cool for me just to get there and you know, kind of be like a mentor to those guys. I guess, even though I'm, I'm not really that much of a teacher. But I guess it's kind of cool for them just to be out there throwing with me and, you know, getting to face me. The one kid actually took me yards, so I'm sure he's been loving that.
0: <laughs> really? I mean, not kind of cool, Randy. I mean, to me, that would be a thrill. I mean, somebody yeah. who started game two at Yankee Stadium, which seems like forever ago, but really just last October, I have to believe, like, for those kids, seeing you out there, facing you, has to be the thrill of a lifetime.
2: Yeah, the, when I, I think whenever we first start up, they're kind of nervous like to talk to me and stuff, but I kind of just, you know, like, they're in the big leagues. We're, we're not robots. We're just normal people.
3: <laughs> <So laughs> That's kind of
2: how I interact with fans, too. I mean, I'll just joke around with kids and stuff like that, and like they'll be like, oh, my, what? I'm like, I'm just a normal person. Like, don't don't treat me different, you know? So after a while, I mean, we kind of joke around with each other all the time. We have, like, a group chat going. Um, and I think my last live is going to be friday i'll probably throw about 60 before i head out um i think right now we have three three pitchers coming i think probably six or seven guys are coming out to hit um and a lot of them got a lot of the guys were in like summer leagues this summer so for them to you know get out there and get work is Like early on all the leagues were still supposed to go on and um some of the guys are still i think they have left already for their summer leagues because they're in college and stuff like that uh, but the other guys, they've gotten canceled. But they still gonna come out, you know, get the work in and kind to you know, it's just it's just nice to get out there on a baseball field and kind of compete. It's a whole different atmosphere from just throwing bullpens every week, you know, inside a cage or outside and just in the bullpen area. It's a lot different just to get out there. You know, we'll set up the turtle and stuff like that. It's almost like it's like live BP, like we do in spring training sometimes before we start playing games. Same kind of situation like that. And I'm pretty good friends with the the um high school coaches around here and the, like just because my wife grew up here so the whole family knows every single person in the town so it's been cool for them to get out there and kind of just watch it like the one guy he's like dude you can come out whenever you want it just let me know so I can come watch because
0: I love watching I was like dude if you want to put a helmet on you can get in there he's like no I don't want to do that <laughs> all right so who took you yard specifically and I mean like were you tipping your pitches like how did he take your yard
2: his name is Jared Carr he's um he goes to shepherd university which is a division two in shepherdstown west virginia i think it's west virginia um so i mean he he's pretty been, good i mean if he's playing at the college level yeah, he's he's pretty good but yeah. he's a lefty and he actually it was like the second time that i faced him it might have been the first first or second time but um after that after that live that whole day he, he was talking he's like yeah i was just sitting slide the whole time i was like why would you even tell me that? And literally, like, the night, like, he hasn't got like a solid hit since because all I do is like, I'll bust him in and I'll throw him back foot sliders. I'm like, you know, ne- like, if you're just going to sit on a slider the whole time, you're kind of screwed. He oh, like, took me hard in the, it was like a first pitch slider. Yeah. And next his next at bat, I threw
0: a I I threw, I think I threw him fastball in, fastball in, and then back foot slider. And it was, see ya. oh i love it all right so you said before before you head out what's this mad scramble like for you to get back here to to minneapolis and i mean what's been the dialogue so far with if any with with the twins front office and your coaching staff about what the plan is for next week
2: um as far as i know i've only talked to the travel guy um he's just been kind of like seeing if i'm flying out So i was driving and then we have to get in there you know they want us there like two, three, four days earlier just so we can get tested and get the results back in before we start doing all the stuff. So as far as I know, that's that's all I've heard so far. I'm sure they'll probably tell us some more today. Uh, they, they told us the other day that, you know, we'll either find out, I guess this would have been last night or sometime today about like what the plan is going forward. I guess they have a lot of logistics and stuff to uh, go through. So whatever they tell me, I guess that's what I got to do. <laughs>
0: But on the testing now,
2: we're, we're leaving yeah. saturday morning
0: yeah so i mean you'll get here by whenever, depending on, on how yeah. often you stop i mean you'll be here in plenty of time on on the testing front randy i guess what what sort of if any safety concerns do you have
2: um i'm not really sure i mean i've been like me and my wife's family we've been kind of cautious with everything that we do you know we've been wiping off like groceries because I mean uh, her grandma lives kind of close to us and we go over there a lot so we're trying to be really cautious with everything so like we go grocery shopping we'll come home and wipe, wipe it all down with like bleach water and like wipes and stuff um, and just kind of like you know wearing a mask everywhere like obviously like people should um, but for me I don't really know what kind of concerns I have I mean I've never been tested but I've heard about the test and it doesn't look fun but I mean I'm sure there's people that are higher up that know more to it and like how to go about doing things than, than I do. So whatever they think's, you know, best for the team investor for the future, um, I'll do whatever they tell me, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, is that the attitude that you'll just roll with the flow? I mean, that's pretty much what you've done yeah. going back any number of years, right? I mean, we've that's all documented your atypical route to get to this point. So, yeah. I mean, you're used to just rolling with the flow and whatever they say, you'll just roll with the punches.
2: Yeah, I kind of just, I mean, whatever they tell me to do, that's what I do. It's like, it's kind of worked out for me, you know. And if I i mean, if I have a different opinion on some things, you know, I'll talk to them about it I'd be like, you know, I don't think this is correct. Can I go about doing it this way? But for the most part, it's always been like, I think it's in their best interest, everything they tell us to do. And it's like, I'll do what they need me to do.
0: Are you ready for the sprint of 60 games in 66 days?
2: Oh, yeah. I've been waiting, what, four months for this now? Three months? I don't even know what day it is. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, I mean, I guess it's not any different than, you know, if opening day was March 26th through April through May. It's not like you'd have much it's beyond gets, six days engagement.
2: off. Yeah, and plus, like, just with the whole playoff situation, you know, down the down the road, I think it's going to be a lot more – there's going to be a big cluster compared to, like, you know, how we us and the Indians were last year. It's going to be, like, probably the whole division, the whole entire league, you know. Um. It's gonna be it's gonna be really exciting, I know, definitely for us and definitely for like for the fans and reporters and every, everybody. It's gonna be really exciting. Probably um, the last week or two, just everybody's be paying attention to like, I guess every team and see how they do, and it's gonna be fun.
0: I think um, you guys have a pretty favorable schedule too. Like I was talking to your buddy, our mutual friend Nick Anderson, last night. Like think about the Rays. Now they're good, but like they need to play the Yankees and the Red Sox, and they'll cross yeah. over and play the Braves and the Nationals and the Mets yeah. should be better, and the Phillies are still pretty good. Like, you guys have, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if the Tigers are going to be all that good. I don't know if the Royals yeah. are going to be all that good. I mean, that's 20 games right there. Definitely where, helps. Yeah, yeah, it's an unbalanced schedule, but I think the schedule favors you, Randy.
2: Yeah, a little bit. I think it's kind of cool that, you know, we'll get to play the Pirates too. For, so, for me growing up, I was a big Pirates fan. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know if we're going there or if they're coming to us, but – if we do get to go there, I mean that's always been my dream to play in PNC Park. So, because I literally grew up going to there, you know, forty-five plus times a summer. So, all my money growing up, that's where I went was the PNC Park.
0: <laughs> so and I mean, think, yeah, you're right. I yeah, I mean, you guys will play the Pirates four times. I don't know if it'll be here or there, but yeah, you guys will play every National League Central team four times. I guess you still need to fight for for your roster spot, right? I mean, early on, yeah. it'll be it'll be a roster size of thirty. So presumably you're safe early, but at some point after, you know, a few weeks, I mean, the yeah. roster size will go down to like 26. So I guess just going back to your mindset in March, you know, you're still yeah, in the mindset, the right? of mindset. fighting for a job, right?
2: Yeah. I'm going to have the same mindset. Just like, I guess, I don't know if they're calling it a spring training too. I don't know if they're, I think they should call it summer camp or something like that. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the same mindset. It's like, I'm fighting for a spot. And I mean, that's how it's always been. I'm, I'm going to go out there and, you know, obviously do the best I can and control what I can and, you know what's out of my control. I can't really, I can't really control what happens. So, if I can do the best that I can on my end, you know, hopefully, do things happen from that. And if not, you know, hopefully, the best person in in that spot is where they need to be.
0: You feel good about your stuff right now? I mean, just in your in your throwing sessions, and even going back to March. I mean, your numbers. I mean, limited sample size. We all get that. But but what we saw from you in Fort Myers was pretty darn good.
2: Yeah, I've been feeling pretty good. I, I actually just threw a bullpen. I literally just got home from there. And my wife was downstairs i was like you know what today's probably one of the best days that i felt in the last f- four months of throwing so i mean even like even the kid that catches me he's like dude what's what you change today? i was like i don't know i guess i gotta get a little more a little more ready than i have been he's like whatever dude i mean it was working today so i'm excited to get out there friday again and throw more live to those guys and just get ready for uh camp i guess
0: i mean when you say you felt good maybe better than you ever have i mean how do you quantify that? I mean, is that hitting exact locations? Was that with the radar gun out and, and just seeing what you were throwing speed-wise? I mean, how do you quantify, man, that was a really good bullpen session?
2: Yeah, so we haven't we haven't had radar guns out, so I, I don't really know what I've been throwing how hard or not. Um, I think some of the guys have like those little pocket radar things, but I, I don't know how much I trust those things. Yeah, but, agree. Um, yeah. but uh yeah, today my bullpen, I, I would just spot everything up, slider, curveball or slider, change up, sinker everything I even, threw, I even threw a few fastballs up and i spot him right here i was like wow this is pretty nice um but yeah i think that i was throwing he said the velo was a little up c- compared to like most of my bullpens i don't go like 100 i'll go like 80 percent, you know 75 or something like that and he said everything today was just looked really sharp and i was just saying all my spots i was like it's a good thing
0: <laughs> is there a sense i mean from from some group texts that that your team is ready to go like is there any apprehension from any guys that might say you know what it's just not worth it i i don't want to play because i mean the sense is if you guys have your collective group randy i mean you guys are absolutely good enough to win the championship
2: yeah i think we're gonna be really good and from what i've heard is you know everybody's all in um i haven't obviously i haven't spoken to every single person individually but from what i've heard and you know seen everybody's ready to go uh they're all really excited and Like you said, I mean, I think we have a chance to bring the World Series back to Minneapolis this year, and good things are going to happen.
0: let you go after this, what was the dialogue like with with your player rep, you know, Taylor Rogers? as the last couple weeks? I mean, we just didn't even know. Even going back multiple months, I mean, a lot of us thought you guys, the Players Association, had an agreement with the owners going back to March. You know, Mm -hmm. then they say no. And, you know, I mean, you guys really couldn't come to a happy medium, you know. So then the commission just, you know, implements this, the 60 game schedule, but I guess what, what was your dialogue like with, with Rodgers in terms of just keeping you in the loop on everything?
2: Uh, I didn't really reach out to him that much. I mean, I think if there's anything that was really important, obviously we get related back to Rocco and then we'd have like a team meeting. So I wasn't like texting him every day. I'd, I figure a lot of guys were probably doing that. So I kind of like, like you said before, like I kind of just roll with whatever happens. So I wasn't really freaking out about much. And, um, My buddy Griffin Jax was actually out there. He was throwing partners with uh, with Rogers, and we we would play Call of Duty every once in a while in the mornings or after he's done doing his stuff. And he would kind of give me some inside inside scoop on what's going on. Um, But other than that, I really haven't. I get I get most of my news from Twitter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, who's the better Call of Duty player?
2: It's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) um, Well, you you got something to work towards.
0: my own. Yeah, I mean I you'll have time, right? I mean what yeah, once you get here to Minneapolis, Randy, I mean, it's ballpark and probably just hanging out at at your residence, right? You know, when you're yeah. on the road, I guess it's stay in the hotel, go to the ballpark. I mean, even even going out to eat, you know, or grabbing a glass of wine or something, you know, you probably don't want to be doing that.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, I've like obviously in the leagues, you know, I didn't go out to eat at all. Um, so most time I was at the field, I would go to the field early, you know, and eat the food they had there. Like my favorite things are those, those little pretzel, peanut butter pretzel things. Yeah. Love them. I, would, yeah. I would destroy those yeah. like every day at like one o'clock. I, I would yeah. walk out of the meal room and be like, first meal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but for me, I mean, I can sit at the hotel and, you know, hang out and play video games or watch TV and, and I can entertain myself. And this year I'll have my wife with me for a little bit. So that'd be nice. Um, but I mean. I'll try and play as much video games as I can until she yells at me, so.
0: <laughs> and you guys are still happily married through this through this quarantine? Yeah, so far,
2: so far, so good.
0: <laughs> good, because I'm telling you, I mean, there's stories out there, laughs aside, that divorce rates might be going through the roof here at yeah, some point actually, when things this return like to normal. first time we've gotten
2: to spend a lot of time together, so I good. think it's gone pretty well. We haven't really, we haven't fought much at anything.
0: Good, I like if it. Randy?
2: If, if she ever starts yelling at me, I'll just come upstairs and play video games.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't forget, happy wife, happy life. So whatever exactly. she wants... You cater to
2: yeah. her.
0: That's Randy. what I say. Happy wife, happy life. Main man, Twins pitcher Randy Dobnack. He'll have to fight for a roster spot, although I do think he'll be fine early on. But you think about it, Homer Bailey right now is the Twins' number five starter. I mean, you have Barrios, you have Oda Rizzi, you have Rich Hill, you have Quinta Maeda, you have Homer Bailey, then you've got Dobnack, you've got Jolis Chasin who is still fighting for a spot, who likely will end up starting the year with the Twins. He'll be among their 30. Then you've got somebody like Devin Smeltzer as your number eight starter. Lewis Thorpe as your number nine starter. So the Twins do have some starting pitching depth. But hopefully it works out okay for our main man, Randy Dobnek. All right, let's continue the baseball theme. Here's my recent conversation. By the way, that conversation with Randy Dobnek was late last week. It was like last week wednesday or thursday but i figured it was still applicable a few days later let's now get to my recent conversation with former gopher the pride of minnetonka high school sam thorson he recently signed a free agent contract with the chicago cubs he is foregoing a couple years of college eligibility Sam, just take us through the decision-making process. I mean, you clearly, if you wanted to, you could have come back to the U for another year of eligibility, heck, if you wanted to, multiple years of eligibility, but you end up signing with the Cubs. Take us through the thought decision process there.
4: Yeah, it was a long, you know, hard process that I went through with my family and my agent, but ultimately it came down to the Cubs just, um, you know, pitching me such a great uh, fit in the organization, just like development-wise, you know, they came with a plan. Uh, just in a lot of talks with them, I was able to really get a better idea of how they operate and you know the relationships they cultivate um, talking to other players who've been in their organization they can't say enough good things. so I mean ultimately ultimately it came down to just trusting that and trusting my gut feeling on that.
0: Who were some of the guys that you leaned on for advice?
4: Um, well uh, my mom and dad, and then also just talking with guys in their organization, um, that that really helped. And then just being able to uh, bounce ideas off uh, coaches, uh, any any level that you could imagine. A uh, big thing that was uh, prevalent for me is I just wanted to see that there was like unity uh, as it, it, between the coaches, and that was definitely something that was uh, there. Uh, and when I talk about unity, it's more of like, hey, do you have the same philosophies? Am I gonna get one you know, one coaching philosophy here and another coaching philosophy here? So that was a big thing for me that I really looked for. Am I correct
0: in saying that you've had at least one Zoom meeting with, with some Cubs personnel, if not multiple, and just, even if it's just been one, just kind of affirm your decision going through that Zoom meeting, affirm your decision to choose them?
4: Yeah, yeah, that was, we had a Zoom meeting with all the other picks and signees or non-drafted free agents, and that was cool to see all those guys as well. When you talk about how the Cubs operate, I guess just give me specifics. How, how do they operate? How does
0: that fit, you know, where you see yourself in the next two, three, four years and fit your skill set? Uh, it's
4: definitely a player-first organization, um, and that was a big thing for me that I really liked, is like, you know, I come from Minnesota where, you know, they value relationships and players, and that was something that, you know, it translated across the pro level uh, for the Cubs and then also just the player development side they're, you know they're on the they're on the you know they're at the, at the top of their game in player development right now and you know they're pushing the pack and that's something that um, has always interested me in developing myself as much as I possibly can.
0: What was that Sunday morning like I mean presumably more than the Cubs reached out to you or your representation yeah like did you have to make a decision pretty fast?
4: Uh, I mean, I waited the whole entire day to make a decision. Uh, you know, I got woke up at 8 a.m. Uh, to my phone just blowing up. It was like, all right, I'm gonna take 15 minutes to try to like collect myself here, figure it out. But yeah, it was it was a cool experience, just um, fielding all these calls and being able to, you know, kind of differentiate where teams saw me, how much they liked me, and uh what organization I wanted to go to. How did you
0: just manage your emotions of this atypical process? I mean, normal year, I mean undoubtedly you would have been drafted. but clearly when it goes from you know 40 rounds to, to five rounds, you don't get drafted. What was it like just balancing your emotions?
4: Uh, it was tough at first, but you know something John Anderson's taught just about anybody's uh, anybody that he's coached is just control the controllables. And you know, as cheesy as it sounds, it still rings true. And um, it's something that it was, you know, because I've learned that with John Anderson, it's been able, I've been able to like manage my emotions uh, in a healthy way, you know, I was bummed for a little bit. And, you know, I knew that, hey, I had an outside shot at going in the top five. If I don't, you know, we'll see what type of offers I get. um, And, you know, pray on it, uh, talk over with my family my agent and make a decision, make a decision from there.
0: Did you have a chance to talk to John shortly after making the decision? And I guess yeah. what was that conversation like?
4: Yeah, you know, he just wished me the best of luck and uh, thanked me for playing with him, and I thanked him for you know setting me up for the next 50 years of my life, and uh, I couldn't be more grateful for the time I had under John.
0: What are some goals? I mean, as you look over the next couple of years like where do the cubs need to really develop you so you can reach those goals whether it's getting a double a triple a you know knocking on the door of getting to the majors hopefully ultimately getting to the majors is it is it all about control because you know the fastball is electric
4: yeah that's something that the cubs and i have already had talks about you know it's okay hey we're going to hammer out this this and this and i mean i don't know exactly specifically you know they sent me a plan i can't name it off my the top of my head but you know, that's part of it. And nice obviously situation. I accept that, hey, I got a big arm, but I need to find the zone. And, you know, the goal is never to get, you know, growing up, the goal is never to get drafted. The goal is to make it to the major leagues and play in, a, and play in the play in the league. And, uh, you know, that's my goal. And uh, I believe I'm setting myself up best for success with the Cubs. Did you wrestle much
0: with the idea of, okay, why not come back for, for another year with the Gophers?
4: Yeah, I did uh, quite a bit, and you know, ultimately it was like a family, and uh, you know, my decision, and uh, I'm happy with it, and don't really have any regrets.
0: How happy are you for your good buddy? I mean, just about your best friend, Max Meyer, going as high as he did.
4: Yeah, it was awesome. I was in the middle of a workout, and being able to, you know, watch that reaction was unbelievable. I mean, I know he's. Uh, Been waiting for that day all of his life and that's something that you know, I was so proud proud of him and uh, Happy for him. Happy for his family mom dad Cousins brother like that was just something really cool to see you know their whole family getting together and being able to you know Be real happy really happy for him and you know, I'm proud of the kid and you know He's like another brother to me and you know, I couldn't be happier
0: pretty cool. I mean him you Trent Palmer, correct me if I'm wrong, Noka High School, 2017 kid. He went to Jacksonville, but yep. he was a third round pick by Toronto. And pretty cool to have three of you end up, you know, being able to sign professional contracts from that 2017 high school class.
4: Yeah, it is. You know, Trent's a great player. I saw him out in the Cape Cod, Cape Cod League, and played with him, played against him a little bit, and you know he's a great player. So you know, couldn't say enough good things about him as well. Okay, so you were out in the Cape Cod League. Yeah. So I mean, was your standpoint that? Like, what more can
0: I do at the collegiate level? I've had all these scouts take a look at me. Why not just kickstart the, the professional career?
4: Yeah, that was definitely a big part of it, is, hey, why not? Um, you know, I don't want to waste, not waste, but just, like, I wanted, I wanted to start my pro career, um, and that was kind of the ultimate, you know, decision-maker. I wanted to start my pro career. What
0: would you after this? I was looking you owned right-handed hitters a relatively small sample size, but I saw righties just couldn't do anything against you So like the fastball and slider like is that you know when talking about your strengths moving forward those two pitches that you really rely on?
4: Yeah, and uh, me and the Cubs have obviously had talked to me and they've Identified things that I can already do better with my fastball my curveball my slider uh, developing development with the changeup. up um, Yeah, they they've really helped with Hey, giving me an idea of what I'm going to do going forward and how I can implement that. That is former
0: Gophers pitcher, now a member of the Cubs organization, Sam Thorson, Minnetonka High School. All right, let's now segue to basketball. I was in the gym a couple Fridays ago with Daniel Oturu and Trey Jones. I'll save my Trey Jones conversation for a future podcast, but here now is my conversation with the former Gopher, the pride of Creighton Durham Hall. He's one of the what? It depends on what list you look at. 30 or 40 best NBA draft prospects. Daniel is now in Santa Barbara, California at a high-performance center. He'll be there for the next 10 weeks getting in some hardcore training. So before he left for Santa Barbara late last week, I caught up with Daniel Oturu. Here is my conversation from a couple Fridays ago in the gym at Creighton-Durham Hall with Daniel Oturu. Daniel, let's just start with what's it like navigating this atypical time? I mean... Normal circumstances, next Thursday, you'd be hearing your name called. But obviously, everything's just been pushed back. Yeah, you know, um, it's obviously a difficult time for it. not
5: only just like myself and people around me, but just the entire world in general. And um, you know, fortunately, the draft was pushed back. But I just look at it, you know, as a you know as a blessing in disguise. You know, for like people who are hoping to get drafted, to get more time to train, to get more time to work on your game, and at the same time, you're staying as safe as possible. And I
0: think that's uh, the most important thing. What's it like that that your dream is close to becoming a reality? I mean, like I saw, like correct me if I'm wrong, like growing up, you had posters of LeBron James on your wall. Yeah. Kevin Durant, other guys on your wall. What's it like that that you're this close to, to sharing a court with those guys? You know, I think it's uh I think it's awesome because,
5: you know, those are players that I I had, like you say, LeBron. Kevin Durant, Kobe, like those are players that I wake up every day and I see them on my wall every every morning. And you know, just um, having the opportunity of being on the same floorism, sharing the same floorism is, you know, just a blessing because those are
0: just greatest, some of the greatest players of all time, and that's something I'm really excited about. So you're still living at home. I mean, I guess where else would you be living right now? So like, when you woke up this morning, those posters were right there. Yeah, the same three
5: posters right there. Yeah. For sure, 100%. And is there you, one that's above any of the others? I'll definitely Kobe. Rest, rest in peace. But definitely Kobe. I, I've, anybody that knows me knows
0: I'm the biggest Kobe fan. I was just talking to Yaz. He says that you're on your way to Santa Barbara next week. P3. I mean, that training is as good as it gets. Yeah. How much are you looking forward to heading out there?
5: You know, I'm looking forward to it just because um, you know different experiences. Um, uh, just looking, looking, looking forward, and just finding different ways to continue to grow my game, help my game grow, and just continue to be, become a better player overall.
0: Specifically, where does your game need to grow as you get to the ultimate level?
5: Um, I'm, I would say, um, you know, shooting the three ball as m- more consistent as possible, so I can be a sp- uh, floor spacer. Um, and then there's just there's a uh, there's different things. I can't really think of them right now. Just you know, like I'm willing to learn. So whatever I feel like I need to, you know, get better at, I'm willing to work towards getting better at, and also just being able to work on my, being able to move better, like my lateral movements, my how I jump and stuff like that. You know, those are things that will go a long way with helping me grow as a
0: player. Also, I mean, I'm thinking just the way the game has evolved. I mean. Teams now want a stretch five or, in your case, also a stretch four that you can guard multiple positions, you know, so you have that flexibility. But being able to draw the defender out and you really have worked on your outside shot. Yeah, definitely worked on my outside shot. And at the same time, I feel like the
5: only thing I can really get better at is, um, you know, just moving more laterally when it comes to, like, the pick and roll, guarding the pick and roll and uh, working on trying to keep the guard in front of me and force tough shots, you know just stuff like that, just on a defensive from a defensive aspect, and um yeah pretty much
0: How often do you look at the mock drafts? I mean, there's a million of them, but there are some credible ones, and a lot of the credible ones, in fact, I think just about all of them have you as a first round pick.
5: um I really don't look at the mock drafts like that, like truthfully, to be honest, you know somebody like um when I first seen my name on a mock draft i was I was pretty I was pretty geek. I was like, oh, this is crazy, like my name's right there and um now it's more like I'm more dialed in on what the task at hand is you know just working out and trying to get as much get better as much as possible up until when that time comes and so you know people have their opinions on where they think players will be paid and stuff like that but ultimately like it's really like the decision ma- the decision makers are like the presidents and the gms and stuff like that coaches that are are the ones who are picking players so from my aspect my most important thing is to just show those teams that I'm a first round pick because their opinion matters the most.
0: When did it hit you, Daniel, that that you could play basketball at a high level? I mean, was it as early as like seventh grade when you started to really, you know, compete and and play for that team in St. Paul? Was it when you got here to Creighton? Was it after Creighton and you were invited to the Nike Hoop Summit? Like, when did it hit you, okay, I can like maybe make money playing basketball?
5: Yeah, definitely. I would say probably around my sophomore year uh, in high school. I had a really good varsity season here and then I transitioned into uh, playing up on a 17 UYBL team with uh, Trey Jones and Gary Trent Jr. and Brad Davis and all those players and eventually like I started getting offers and interest from D1 teams and I kind of just like one day I was just like man like this is crazy like I could have a chance to play at a high level school and then who knows from there like what if I Kill it, you know? And then I can have an opportunity to play basketball. And it just kind of always drove me. You know, playing in the NBA has always been my dream. So when I got that D1 opportunity, I was able to lock in more on focusing focusing in on towards attaining the goal of playing at the highest
0: level possible. As you reflect on your two years at Minnesota, the best decision you could have made? I mean, you had options. I mean, Kansas was an option. Michigan State was going to be an option. But you chose to stay home as you reflect the best decision you could have made? Um, I would say
5: definitely because, um, you know, the coaching staff at the U gave me an opportunity to just play, you know, play my game. Um, They never really like held me back. Um, You know, some coaches will like limit players to certain things, but you know, Coach P and Coach Conroy, they were always like, if like, if I didn't shoot the three, they'd be like, shoot it. Like they'd get mad and stuff like that. And so like, you know, they allowed me to just play basketball. um, I just felt like a comfortable situation because I only live, I live in Woodbury, so I'm only 20 minutes away from campus and just being able to be in the city and just have fun playing basketball
0: here is just what I, like. I wouldn't trade it for the world. You brought up Trey Jones's name. How much does he motivate you, drive you when you're working out with him on a daily basis? Um, I'd
5: say, man, like, I just love watching him because he just works so hard and he just brings that like he just wants. He just brings that competitive fire out of you, you know, like because when he's competing, you want to compete right there with him. And so, um, it's awesome that I'm able to get back in the gym with him.
0: How often does the 2018 state championship game come up?
5: Uh, not too much, you know. This, you know, we we keep a little key here. You know, we might throw something subtle in there here and there, but we don't really talk about
0: it that much. But for you, I mean. Of everything you've accomplished, I mean, I have to imagine that memory has to rank right up there. If not, it's has to be number one. Yeah, definitely for sure, you know, because um that was the first championship we won in
5: twenty five years here for Korean Durham and Um, you know like the way we won it was so like dramatic and so like you know like there's not a lot of games that end that way. And so it was just awesome to be a part of that. And it was just awesome to bring something like that to our school, you know. It just, you know, when's to say the next time they'll win a state championship, you know what I'm saying? So, at least I can say my
0: graduating class was the like the class that won a state championship for basketball. Take us through. I've never asked you this. What is your actual first name and what does it translate to? Um, my actual first name is um,
5: Akin Fayoshe. Um. And it translates to, I want to say,
0: um, do everything with happiness. Yeah. I mean, so in many ways, I mean, that's you in a nutshell, right? Like, Kinda, that yeah. name fits you to a T, doesn't it?
4: Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. I just I like, be happy. Uh, that's, that's how I look at life, you know? This is Father's Day weekend. What does your dad mean to you? Uh, I was, like, man, like, my dad means everything to me. Just because he's always, he supported me through everything. Um, and whenever it comes to our games and stuff like that, he's not really one of those parents who are like yelling or screaming and stuff like that. He's more like the laid back, calm, just sitting on uh, top of the bleachers, just kind of just scoping it out. And from like just a life perspective and growing up, man, he's always been there for my me and my siblings. He's always done the absolute utmost to make us happy and live a comfortable life. And, you know, just, um, Having, him, having someone like that in my life is uh, truly a blessing. Like He's
0: really my best friend. I'll leave you with this. Have you visualized the moment when Adam Silver approaches the podium and he says with the so-and-so pick, the Oklahoma City Thunder select from the University of Minnesota, Daniel Oturu. Have you, have you visualized what that moment will be like? Man, uh, a little bit, but
5: ultimately it won't. It how 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 many times you visualize it it won't compare to the real thing. And so each day I'm just you know I'm I'm not anxious, but I'm just like rubbing my hands like man like I can't wait for the time to come. And so it should be a really exciting time for myself and my family.
0: Daniel's dad is only like five feet five, five feet six. He gets his height. From his mom, who's over six feet tall, Daniel's dad is an all-world table tennis player. Back in the day, Olympics, all that. But even to this day, he can kick anybody's behind in a game of ping pong. All right. Also at the gym on that Friday afternoon, it was the Friday of Father's Day weekend, was Trey Holloman? He's one of the best guards in the country. In the class of 2022, Richard Petino and the Gophers want him. Nebraska Fred Hoiberg wants him. Iowa State wants him. Baylor, my buddy Jared Nunes down in Waco, and Scott Drew, they want him. And Michigan State wants him. Tom Izzo wants him badly. In fact, it was a couple weeks ago when colleges, coaches, could reach out to 2022 recruits on the phone. Izzo calls Trey Holloman at 12.01 a.m. So it was a minute after calls were allowed. That's how bad the Spartans won Holloman. Anyway, here's my brief conversation that particular Friday with Trey Holloman, Creighton-Durham Hall point guard. Tom Izzo calls you the other day at 12.01 (laughs) a.m. Just take me through that phone call with Coach Izzo. Uh,
3: So uh, Izzo called me and then he asked me, like, uh, how was I doing? And like, uh, that, I was one of his first calls. And uh, it was just positive vibes, and uh, he said that he wants me to come down for to the, to the campus.
0: How are you able to handle all the attention, all the accolades? I mean, you've gotten these accolades going back a couple years, yet you're still multiple years away from even graduating high school. <laughs> like, how are you just handling everything?
3: Uh, it's uh, coming at me fast, but uh, I feel good about it. I'm just chilling, just uh, waiting. And it's just been a good, uh, what's it called, experience.
0: What's it like being in the same gym as two future NBA draft picks, and Daniel Oturu and Trey Jones? It's great,
3: just uh, learning, learning, and then uh, taking uh, all the uh, advice that I can get from a Trey Jones, point guard, legendary point guard, and uh, D- Daniel, He's a good uh, big man. Show, me, could, could show me that some uh, post, post work and
0: everything. Has it been just a weird summer? I mean, normally you would have played a bunch of AAU tournaments by now. Mm-hmm. I guess the good thing is you've already made it to the. Level of all these colleges want you, so it's not like you need to showcase your skills for mm-hmm. a lot of these coaches. But mm-hmm. has it just been weird to not be able to play AAU tournaments? Yeah, weird because, like, uh, I am u- usually playing against the be- best talent
3: off. around the uh, United States, and so, like, uh, I just be in the gym working by, by myself
0: with my trainers. Who else is after you hard? I mean, we know Michigan State is who mm-hmm. else? Uh, Iowa
3: State. Uh, Nebraska's been been on me, and that's really it. Everybody really been been on me.
0: And certainly the hometown Gophers. You have a good relationship with with Coach Patino and Uh and the staff. Take us through that Uh relationship.
3: Uh Uh, That relationship is good. They uh, talk to me a lot, and they call me now. Since, since, since they could call me and then they want me at like a, every game that that uh, I could come to, and it's just been
0: good with them. I'll leave you with this, Trey. What are some points of emphasis when you're in the gym this summer? You know, doing a lot of individual skill work. Where do you want to get better? I want to get
3: uh, get better at shooting uh, consistently, uh, shooting uh, off the dribble, just uh, shooting threes, and, and then just keep make, making
0: them and, and being. Uh, Kind of assistant with my shot. Creighton Durham Hall point guard, class of 2022, Trey Holloman. All right, we are done on this late Monday night, the 29th of June, the year 2020. This has been Scoop Podcast episode 303. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Stay sane.